RadioInfluence.com. Oh my God, this one really doesn't need an introduction. I'll give you a little one. This is the Rock Stops here. Hello, what's happening? How you doing? How you doing, man? It's football season. College football started. We got this week coming up. Oh my God. One more week, actually, for the NFL, but uh, football season is here. I mean, the baseball races are going to be great. Living in the Tampa Bay area with Champa Bay, Lightning Stanley Cup back-to-back, the Rays, one of the best teams in the American League, the Buccaneers trying to defend their Super Bowl with the GOAT. Oh, my God, we got so much going on. It's all good. I'm feeling good. All right, here's what we got today. I don't need much of an introduction in this one because we went long. So, he is my best friend. He was the best man at my wedding. His name is Whitney Johnson, the Whit Man. He's a Tampa Bay sports talk radio legend known for being in the field with his updates how you doing gang Whitney Johnson here all right and uh he was beloved by coaches players a lot of coaches the first ever skipper for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays Larry Rothschild he liked him Joe Madden every time when the Rays were on their run when Joe Madden turned around the Rays organization and they were in the playoffs and they were in the World Series first question Whitney 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 would always get the first question. You know, he just took a, a kindred, a, a spirit liking to Whitney Johnson. Whitney used to have the long hair. I remember Joe Madden saying, put it in a ponytail, put it in a ponytail. Come on, come on. Now Whitney doesn't have that long hair, but he still has that same spirit. He loves his rock and roll as much as he loves his sports. He's a regular guy. We grew up about, what did he say, eight miles from one another. He grew up in a town called Roxbury, Succasunna, New Jersey. Yep, Succasunna is a town. My uncle used to live there, and I lived in Dover. It's Morris County, northern New Jersey. And we probably were in the same bars at the same time and never knew it. We never knew each other. Uh, we're close in age. I got a couple of years on him. I hate to say that. And we would, we became friends covering sports. I was at a different station. Then I was on TV at Bay News 9. He was at 620. He used to be at 820. He started out producing the fabulous Sports Babe uh, before she made it big uh, nationally. She started out. Remember the fabulous Sports Babe? Ooh, ah. She started out in Tampa. Whitney was her board op producer. And then many years from there into 620, ended up at 1040. He's been around, but he's been around the block. He's got great stories. And he came on. This is my first repeat guest on the Rock Stops here. He came on early when I started doing these. And I thought that we were done with stories. Like, and then he texted me not too long ago, hey, what about my next appearance? I started thinking about it. When are we going to do it? What about the Grateful Shed? We did it in his shed, in his yard. It's a tribute to classic rock and roll. And he has a shed, and it's painted and named the Grateful Shed. Well, it's too hot down here to do it in the shed. So we came up to my crib. We came out here on the patio, and of course, we had a cold one or two. Come on now. So without further ado... And we could have kept going. We went over an hour. I looked down, hour and 10. I'm like, oh my God, there'll be a part three. Great stories. Whether you know Whitney or not, wherever you're living outside of the United States, in the United States, it doesn't matter. We're hanging out. Come have a cold one with us. Here he is, Tampa Bay sports radio legend, rock and roll aficionado, Whitney Johnson. All righty, we have a Tampa Bay sports radio legend, the one, the only, Whitney Johnson. Whitney, for part two, you're the first Rock Stops Here podcast guest that comes back, part two, because 
so many people love your stories. Welcome back, Jay Bird. Welcome, Rocco, or, or, or thank you. Uh, I'm just I'm dumbfounded. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, dumb, I'm dumbfounded. Actually, people want to hear me twice. Well, no, um, you, you know what it is. We're not in. We had so many requests that we did the last one in the Grateful Shed. Whitney, Whitney is a Grateful Dead fanatic. He, if you don't know Whitney, he loves his music, music, rock and roll. It's rock and roll, right, buddy? Rock and roll to the heart, Jaybird. I love. Cla- I'm that classic rock head. Uh, driving up here, I heard the about the passing of Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. I'm very saddened by that. I, you know, did I ever meet him? Did I ever talk to him? No. But seen the Stones a bunch of times, and I was just sad by that because he always seemed like a, like one of the coolest guys on the planet. You know, just a drummer for the Stones, you know? Had the three little drums, you know? He didn't have that big kit like, the you know, Carl Palmer or Neil Peart, the guy from Rush with 40 drums. He had just the basics and did, did it, man, you know? And I was, I was very saddened by that. And what also I was saddened, Rocco, if I can get on my Sure, please, 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 please. We're radio guys. We were, yes. we, we were born radio guys. We were radio guys. Driving up here today, I put on the local classic rock station, and I hear the Stones. And I said, hey, this is great. They're doing a Stones tribute. Then I hear like two others, three other Stones songs. I hear the DJ come on and say, you know, this is a sad day for rock and roll. I'm like, you know what? This is what radio is about connecting with the community you know it's, it's a it hasn't they, they don't do it anymore but i go you know what this is one of the occasions where they're doing it so i'm like this is great of course they go to commercials they got to pay the bills they come back hey you're listening to uh all the classic hits here in tampa bay and here comes journey so i go well maybe they're playing that song as a sad song say you know this is how we all feel you're you know you're going our separate ways whatever stupid song it was then they go into sticks. So I go, well, I guess the Charlie Watts tribute's over. Four songs? It prob- I wonder if it was even live, Jay Bird. Do you think the show was even live and they just the live, like it? The second one, no. Probably I even, no, not. Probably not. Just, that, it's, you a know, just, it's a shame. It's a shame. Piped in, you know. It, it, that, that should be a day if you're a classic rock station when somebody of the Stones dies. You just go all out, right? Just pull, you know. Pull you would everything. do that. You would do that in your days we when did you that were back sports in the radio. Old sports radio days when uh, George Harrison died, we were playing. Uh, guaranteed, we were the only station to play in George Harrison music, going in and out of breaks. You know, even a rock station. Because I went down there, I go, "What are you guys doing? I uh, what? What do you mean? You know, hey, we got to play it. our Creedence Clearwater. We got to play Don't our uh, Journey. You know, I'm like, all right. Well, anyway. And that ticked me, so that kind of ticked me off today. So I'm, thank you for letting me get that off my yeah, chest. And, yeah. and rock and roll, Charlie. Here, there the, you go. What do you got there? Are you Let's allowed to say? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're drinking our beers. And here, this is to Charlie. To Charlie, uh, Charlie Watts, Watts up there. And, and, rolling rock. And once rock again. Rock and rolling rock. And once again. Rolling stones rock. Keith, once again, Keith Richards is still with us. Keith Richards is still with us. <laughs> I remember when Grateful Dead, the 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 lead singer, I got you that uh, portrait. Jerry Garcia, it's still up, when, in, it's up in a Grateful Shed. Oh, my God. When Jerry Garcia died, that's so long ago. And at that time, it was always, who's going to go first? Jerry or, or uh, Keith Richards? How long ago was that, Jay? 1995. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know if I told you that story about <laughs> no, we were no. playing basketball up in Jersey. No. And you know, remember Morgan's Tavern? Yes, I do. Did you go to Morgan's? Uh, maybe one or two times, a couple this, times this was, back the, in the day. Arguably one of the biggest dive bars in the history of dive bars, but it was. It was such a dive bar that we went to the other dive bar, <laughs> the Kendall Inn, more than we went to Morgan's. And Morgan's, uh, it was awful. But it was it was a hundred, it was three hundred yards from the house, you know. 
And so we went and played basketball. My brother and the Davenport brothers went to Morgan's, went to the jukebox. I put on the Grateful Dead. And the guy goes, is that for Jerry? And I'm like, yeah, man, that's for Jerry. And he goes, that's too bad, huh? I go, what? He goes, he died. I said, no. He goes, yeah, it was just on the news. There was this old drunk. What was his name? Pete. And he was across the way. He lived there at the bar in the daytime. He was a fixture there. Right. Old drunk guy. Never bothered anybody. Right. I didn't even know if he knew my name. But, you know, he always said, hi, Pete. How are you, sir? And he looked up from his beer and goes, that's right, Whitney. Jerry died. And he goes back down to his beer. And I'm like... First of all, I was shocked that Pete talked to me, that he knew my name. <laughs> That's you know, old drunken Pete. <laughs> but then he said about Jerry, and I was very, we played the dead the rest of the day in that jukebox as our honor. But yeah, no, you know, I never heard that. And you, you went to many Grateful Dead concerts. Yeah. You were a huge fan. We went to uh, right about ninety. Nine. No, I, I, you know, give or take. I, yeah, yeah, I tried yeah, yeah. to count the ticket stubs. Of course, you always lose them. Oh my god! And then I tried to go back to so many dead websites. Of going, all right, was I here? Was it that year? Was it was it two shows or three shows? Oh he can never remember. God, oh my God! But I just started work. Uh, I work at a medical marijuana dispensary now. Perfect. And like for I you. said, you know, selling joints in high schools finally paid off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it's funny too. The kids they get a kick out of it. I say, you know, what they go? Would you sell joints? I said, yeah, I sold fifty a day. We we packed the cigarette pack and fifty a day. And my buddy, my buddy would give me fifty one, one for myself. And uh, you know, they going for a dollar. And, you know, here they, here they are now. They go for $13. <laughs> I said, geez. I wish I was back in high school. <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? This, so the kids, they can't believe they it. They can't believe they're paying the prices. That, you know, a, we dollar a, a dollar a dollar a joint. Man, it was funny. <laughs> and one, it was a lady that just started working there that used to that work for the dead. She came no. up to me and she goes, she goes uh, you know, so she talk, she's older than me. I'm you know, 60 years old. Uh -huh. And she says, uh, you know, how are you doing? And all? I said, you know, it's her first day the other day. And I said, nice to meet you. I go, hi, you know, how are you doing? She goes, all right. And she, I had a Grateful Dead pin on my shirt. And she goes, oh, you like the dead? I go, I love him. She goes, I worked for him for a summer. And she started rattling off all these names that you knew about that worked in. Because being a deadhead, you always read about, you know, all these people. And she goes, really? And I, and I said, she goes, yeah, one time I'm at a, my friend's house and Somebody sits next to me and they go, hey, would you like to smoke a bowl? And he goes, she goes, I know that voice. And I turn around and it's Bob Weir. And she goes, he was crazy. He was crazy. I, and I said, you have to tell me more. I said, we might have to yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. quit yeah. and just let me hear, hear you tell stories about the dead. And she goes, oh, I got a lot of them. But this was just the other day. So I don't have That's a- That's unbelievable. She, I go, my goodness sake. I go, I didn't know Bob Weir smoked pot. Oh. <laughs> What's the odds of that? I remember the Grateful Dead smoking oh, pot. Oh my Astronomical. God. Well, the Stones were going to have a we're going to have a tour. I think they were they, they were going to come into Tampa. Right? Tam was it Tampa Stadium or? I think so. I think outdoors, like Ray J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. I think. I think. I think so too because I looked at the prices and I said, you know, I'd like to go see. You know, I'm like, ah, you know, the prices I, I are so high I don't like now. Going out anywhere with the COVID and everything now, you That's know, but true who too. knows what's going to happen? That's true too. But the but prices, is, Jay, compared to when you went to so many concerts and when you see what they are now, oh isn't God it? It's almighty. A, it's, it's it's insane. It is an absolutely insane. You know, I had the the little concert thing ticket stub on my uh, mantle for a long time. You might have seen it at the house. Yes. Shows from Madison Square Garden. It's like Led Zeppelin, eight dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> Isn't that a, you know? Oh my god! Uh, unbelievable. It really was unbelievable. Oh it's just shocking god. to see that. But I would like to. Uh, you know, I, I saw saw the Stones with the old uh, fabulous sports babe back in the day. I remember they they, they uh, my buddy 
had an extra ticket. And he said, come on down. It was like a you know Saturday night show. And I said, well, I'll just go for a three-day weekend. And we went, wound up going with the fabulous sports babe and rocking out the stones. And, How about and I, that? And I, was it a Ray? Was it a Tampa Stadium? Tampa Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I forget yeah. what year. I saw them too there. It was a great time just to spur the moment yeah. type thing. Right. How and, about that? And, uh, you think that they'll have another drummer and they'll continue well, on? They, we're supposed to, what I read, they were supposed to have the guy, Steve Jordan, who played, used to play with David uh, Letterman's band, uh, and he played with Keith Richards' band, uh, the Expensive Winos. Yes. And I guess he was supposed to fill in for the, sh- the tour. They actually announced that he was going to oh. fill in. So n- now with, you know, Charlie Watts passing away, would they still be up for it? I don't know. I, you know? I got you. I you got know, you. the show must go on, probably, type of thing. I, I mean, mean, how much you can, go. you know. I know. It, it's got to be a, a wild lifestyle, look, because they all got... You know how many tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, and to go out and do it. You know, they do it just for the the love of the music, or the you know. I mean, they can't do it for the money anymore because it's got to be. You know. Well, you know, we we know someone, Annie, uh, Gary's girlfriend, and she used to work down at the uh, concierge at the beach. Uh, the it's the Vinoy or the one. Uh, I get them confused. Downtown St. Pete. The Don one Cesar. On the, Don Cesar. And the last time that this, maybe the second to last time the Stones were here, mm-hmm. and she was working concierge, and she said, "Limo pulls up, Keith gets out, boom, Watts, boom, Keith, uh, you know, Mick, boom." They each had their own floor. They don't even want to be on the same floor. They've traveled so much with each other. You know, can you hey, imagine that's the way that? to do it. I don't know about you, but we went to a motel a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. our hotel outside of Chicago. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, we just needed to get some rest. And we had an early flight. Right. Oh, my God. You just hear people There's walking. Noise. I know. I hate that. Talk. I'm like, that. if I hear one voice in a hotel, I get irked. You know, I'm like, how how thin did they build these walls? That's you know, if you hear like one guy talking or, or walking upstairs, yeah. so that's that's the way to do it. Maybe Isn't next it? time, like, go to a hotel, rent a whole floor. I, I know somebody that now says I can't sleep in a hotel motel because I hear noise. I only do Airbnb. So you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 that might be the way Something to go. Think about it. <laughs> you never know. All right, this is Whitney Johnson, and in Tampa Bay sports radio, he is a legend. He started at the first ever like all sports radio station. Yeah. He worked. Uh, produced and did the board for the fabulous sports babe you did right that's when it really started was that it yeah or was it okay okay it was, i think i want to say and I, i'm sure that i could be wrong but i think we were the fifth all sports station in the united states and you know in the united states i know it was ah oh god i'm such a vegetable rocco Den- oh, yeah. and it was denver i think philly new york sure because remember that first super bowl that came down here and Radio Row consisted of us, a station from Philly, and a station from Denver. The Giants played Buffalo. The, uh, I think WFAN was at the team hotel. The Buffalo station might have been here. So there might have been four stations outside the media room. For the Super Bowl. Oh, that's the first time the Super Bowl was in, Whoa. well, 19, it was after 19... Uh, 90 after we started the first sports radio station. I forget which one it is. I, I'm a vegetable. I can't remember that, dates that's anymore. That's okay, Jay. Isn't that amazing? But with the Giants played. I think it was Giants-Buffalo. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays when, you you know, the last time I went to, which was, I don't know how many, 10 years ago or something, you know, of course it's in a, yeah, and you know how it is. It's, there's hundreds, hundreds of stations, reeking dick stations, one guy, but we, there was all, that was Radio Row. And it was four of us. And it was right across the street, right across the room from where everybody came in and checked in and got their credentials. So, I remember uh, uh, 
all these just celebrities coming in and we would just walk over and say, hey, can we talk to you on a minute? And some of them would say yes, some of them say no. And they would come in and like they would talk to us and then they would look over and say, hey, what's that? I go, watch oh, the Denver sports station. They would go sit there and they would right. go sit to Buffalo and then they would be on their way. Isn't that something? And it was really a funny, you know, I'm thinking, my God, this is the greatest job in the world, you know? And yeah. this is, this is f phenomenal. And I remember James Brown. Yeah, the, the great James not, Brown. Not the singer. No, 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 no. Not the, not the singer, but yeah, the, yeah, 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 the guy yeah. from CBS. You know, the, yes, 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 you yes, know, James host, Brown. He came yes. in and his hair was so perfect that he took the, the headphones that you have on now, that we have on, you know, to yeah, go yeah. Here, put it underneath, not to mess his hair. <laughs> I'm like, look at this guy. But it was wild. And it was, you know, it was pretty wild. I remember uh, 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 Mike Francesa. Yes. From the, you know, he's turned out, you know, WFAN and went on to, you know, kind oh, of legendary. Things, guess, yes, right? yes, yes. And, uh, you know, he nobody knew him because. But living up in Jersey, I knew right. who the guy was. But there was no internet, so you didn't. Now you know where everybody right. is from. Oh. Right. They came walking down to get his, and I said, Excuse me, Mike. I said, You know, can we talk to you? You know, it'd be great to talk about the Giants. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, hey, sure, man. You know, you know, right. right? They came Mark. over and sat with us, and people are. Oh, actually, he said, No. He goes, I, I got to go do another interview at. at he goes, well, you, you guys be here tomorrow. And I said, Yes, sir. He came back. And actually, and sat and did the interview with her. How about that? But you don't, you know, you get how many times people, now, oh, I mean, the last time, you know, jerk, hey, sir, can we talk to you? No, I can't, I'm busy. Or they have their own publicists. Yes. Oh, no, he can't talk. He's already, and, you know, it's all scripted. You know, I mean, they, you know, they're, they, they got all their stations are going to, every, they're all selling stuff now. You know, hey, Jerry Rice, he's selling his, uh, his podcast or whatever, you know, so they're all doing that. So it was a different time, but it was a lot, a lot fun and it spoiled <laughs> I think a lot of us for the other Super Bowls because, you know, that was a one-time deal. And next time they came to town, it was, you know, the convention center and you were, you know, balls to the wall radio right, station. Right, you know? It, you know, when we look back on it, Jay, it really was a lot. I think it was actually more fun. I don't want to be that guy. Emily, my wife, always says like, oh, don't be the one that always you're sounding so old and everything was better in the day. But when I tell people, that when I came down here, you were already here. And to go over to cover the Bucks at the old facility that they had, there wasn't even a, a, a lock on the gate. Like, you could just open the fence and go back, and then there was the patio and the weights. You could, you could just drive up, park across the street, and actually go there. And now, to get into an NFL facility... And what, what's going on with COVID? Oh, I'm tier three. I can't even ask a question. I can stay there for a certain amount of time. Then I got to leave. The ones that are in tier two, they have to have this little like bracelet. It beeps if you're six foot. If you drive away, it cost you $180. You didn't return it. Every day you got to wait to see at eight o'clock. Oh, did I make it? Did I make it? Oh, I'm allowed to go to practice today. Now, uh, granted, a lot has to do with COVID, but just the difference. Whoa. about how then right? right and i'm sure you know it was the same thing for major league baseball with the devil race when they started or the tampa bay lightning yeah it was just so much it yeah. was the, the the access was so different you know I'm, I'm just thinking right now of how many times i would have forgot that bracelet that's 180 185 dollars <laughs> man if you walk away do you forget it uh, I'm not even in that tier. Oh, okay. I don't even qualify right. for that tier. Right. No, it's just so, it's so different. And you got to go through so many protocols. Yikes. You know what I mean? Yikes. It's just so different. So different. We look back at some of the great names in sports that you either got to interview, you got to know. 
some of the greats in all of the uh, professional sports. Anywhere you want to start, Jay, man? A couple of stories, buddy, that well, you can you tell know, us? Uh, you know, people ask me that all the time about, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, biggest, the greatest, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, who, yeah. Who, did, who did you meet? And I, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. You know, uh, Muhammad Ali, I remember he did a... Uh, Card, a card signing, a signing at like a sports shop, which I was amazed. Where this was is, this at? This was in the, God, it was right down the street, I think, in the, uh, oh, in the one of the Clearwater Mall or something. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. And we did a broadcast from there. I think it was Scott Brantley and Bob Yuko back in the day, uh -huh. early days of WFNS. And, you know, Ali, you know, we, we broadcast, you know, some, you know, I, you know, what's it, what was the show from three to six, three to seven drive time afternoon show. Uh-huh. And like Ali was going to be there like at 730. And I remember breaking things down and, you know, and going, hi, ah, you know, and this line was forming. I'm like, you know, I think there was happy hour at the you know bar <laughs> down the street. <laughs> and I said, you know, as much as I would love to see out, you know, I, you know, it's been a long day. I think I'm like, <laughs> right. Why, why I want to go a long and so I did that. Day. And I, whatever, whatever the reason was, I didn't stay. And I, I kicked myself for that. because at least I would like to have seen. Yeah. You know, but you that's know, one I, of you know, the people great. ask me a lot of times. I remember me, you know, Ali, I said, I, no, no. Ah. Uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, remember, he went to a buck game and we walked up, you know, post game. We go down to the locker room and Michael Jordan standing outside. And so we all started asking him questions and. He started walking away, and we're like, I remember saying, you know, Michael, you a, you a Buck fan? And he goes, I'm not here to answer questions. And he just took off. <laughs> he so that was that my, big. That was my conversation with Michael Jordan. Oh. And then I remember, when he, remember when he played with the White Sox, and he had a big press conference down there. At the, did, I went to, did you go to that? Yeah, I, I was there. I didn't even know that we were at, we were at probably at competing radio stations. Yeah, probably, yeah. I probably did. Time, maybe just, there was a ton of people. There so. was. He did, do you remember he did the interview? He sat up, it was on a dugout. Yeah. Like on the dugout. He looked real skinny to me. Yeah. He was real skinny. Yeah. I, I can't believe you were there yeah. too. And I remember, I think I had, you know, I was trying to think of a question and I finally thought of one because, and the guy with the microphone was yeah. about to hand it to me. Oh. And they go, okay, thanks a lot for coming. Oh. I was like, oh. You know, so I, so I guess, you know, the, my legacy with Michael Jordan is saying, hey, are you a Buck fan? And I have him walking away. <laughs> hey, that's a great story. Man. <laughs> it's honest. Hey. People love honesty. Hey, on this. They, well, I just remind, I popped into my head with, with uh, George Steinbrenner. I remember early on he came, he said he was going to buy the Bucks, which was all publicity. I didn't, no, 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 yeah, no, no. This one I don't remember. It was in the early 90s because we were still at that one station. And he did a thing, press conference, and he had a he had an envelope, and he's like, "I'm here. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about buying the Buccaneers, and in here is, you know." And but uh, people are asking him questions, so I asked him, "If you bought the Buccaneers, would you fire the coach? You know, because how he always fired all the managers." Yes, yes. And he goes, "That's it. Press conference over. That's it. That's it." So everybody starts like looking at me, like you know. You and then he stayed and he talked heard? for another half hour. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, that's it. That's it. I'm out of here. I can't no questions like this. And it turns out, I guess there wasn't like not even anything in the envelope. It was just like. A, it was like a stage. Like a, like a stage, stage thing. Oh, my yeah. God. I don't know if you remember, but the first week that 620 WDAE, the sports animal, was on the air, you'd know that, that you and I did it. I was going to be doing a show with another guy, Brian James, who has passed. But we did the first week because right. he was still working at a 970 WFLA, couldn't come over. And we we, we, we did our best and blah, blah, blah. Right. And there was a press conference in St. Pete in the Hilton. And we got to do the remote. 
it was like on the Thursday or Friday of that week, it was because baseball was coming and George Steinbrenner was there and I think we got him on. You probably don't even remember that. No, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I was I, like, whoa, we got George Steinbrenner on. Maybe the bosses are going to see that we can get him on because a lot of people don't know this. He was actually for, even though he was going to be training in Tampa Bay, spring training, he was for Namoli, and he was for Tampa Bay, actually, even though they were going to be in the AL East. Mm-hmm. And I remember he said some good things, actually, about Vince Namoli and Tampa Bay getting a team. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, Jay. We had him on live. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am a vegetable. I told you that, right? <laughs> no, I forget I told you that. Lately. Well, oh I, don't, I know I do have a picture uh, of in the old DAE studios with Ken Silverstein where George Steinbrenner came in, and he came in, I guess, to do an interview with – uh, FLA maybe okay and, uh, and God bless Teddy Webb our te- our buddy Teddy yes, Webb he was right? a, he a legend a in Tampa Hello, Bay radio guy. yeah and, um, he passed recently he, uh, uh, so someone all of a sudden the door opens to our studio and it's George Steinbrenner and he sat down and we're like holy crow you know so we started talking to him and did an interview and I said I said Mr. Steinbrenner I, I got to tell you this right off the bat I said my father hates the Yankees. You actually said admitted this right, to I, him. I remember saying I just you know it's funny it just popped in how things pop in your head when you were oh talking about and I remember telling him the truth I said sir I got to tell you I, my father hates the Yankees. My father threw me out of my own yard for wearing a Joe DiMaggio shirt. We went to see the Yankees play and and you know up in Jersey. Yeah. And it was a kid selling Joe DiMaggio uh, jerseys and I said that looks really cool because I love Joe DiMaggio and I love old time baseball. You love they didn't him. have a Babe one where I would have bought it. You're a, he's a history buff. And, so I bought it and I remember putting it on. My buddy David lives across the street, drives in. You know, I get out of the car. I'm walking into the yard. My dad had a, a picnic. It was the summertime, you know, cookout. And he sees me walking up and he pointed with this hamburger flipper. Get the hell out of my yard with that shirt. And I don't know if I've ever stopped fast enough in my life and did a turnaround and walked across the street, took the Joe DiMaggio shirt off, put on probably my Almond Brothers shirt. And walked back in the house. He goes, now you're welcome wow. in my yard. Wow. Wow. So he, he he would hate the Yankees so much. My father was the same way. We grew yeah. up in Jersey, same way, because they could right. buy a right. championship right. and all that jazz. Right. He hated the Yankees so much that they could win the last game of the season. Finish out by 20 games. This is, you know, in the 70s when the Yankees were. Right, right. And he would be pissed off. <laughs> now I'd say, Dad, Pop, what's the matter? Ah, the Yankees won. I go, Dad, they finished it. The season's over tomorrow, and they're 25 games out. It doesn't matter, son. It's a principle. That's he it. hated the Yankees. Did you guys watch the Mets on Channel Nine? We watched. And, uh, uh, no, no, he probably Bob probably, Murphy and those guys, Lindsey Nelson. Yeah, I'm sure. We, oh, yeah, definitely uh, we did. Ralph Kiner. He didn't like. My dad didn't like any New York teams. And oh, I see. We he was the youngest of three brothers, just like how I am. And he uh, said that he all I heard about was the New York teams. All, and so he didn't like that. He said, there's so many other teams, you know, there's the Cardinals, the Cubs. How come you don't hear about them? All you hear about is New York, New York, New York, New York. I see. And for some I reason, see. his older brothers instilled it in him to hate the New York team. And he instilled it in all of us. Now. But when you said this to Steinbrenner, actually yeah. on the radio, was yeah, this said, on the radio? Yeah. He was like, yeah. I, was, I said, sir, I just want to tell you. I said, I, I my father hates the Yankees. And I said, I, I, I hate the Yankees too. I said, I, I can't help it. It's in my blood. You know, and he's like, oh, well, hope, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it will change. Now, he was he was being Joe diplomatic for whatever yeah, 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 he was selling yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 at yeah. the time. You know, I'm, never, I'm sure something was, why would he be in there? <laughs> I can't believe you told yeah. me that. <laughs> that takes big But you know what? Off. My wife, who I met down at the Trop, she was a suite attendant. Right? She she went there, to, she went to the Trop to get a job. 
and she was going to be a parking lot attendant. That's what they were applying for. That's what she applied for. The guy interviewing her goes, no, you got too much on the ball to be standing out parking cars. Come on in. And so she was a suite attendant. I never knew this. It's so nice. she was in charge of the VIP suite where you're the opposing team. You know, they would always have a suite. Maybe their general manager. Maybe they maybe just oh, scouts. Okay. I don't know. But they, the opposing team always had a... Gotcha. And Steinbrenner told her, I do not want anyone coming in this suite. I'm here to watch the game. I don't care who they say they are. I do not want them in here. So she said the whole night, people are coming by. Oh, I'm Steinbrenner's oh, cousin. Oh, I bet. I oh, bet. I'm his I cousin. Bet. Oh, I I'm bet. A, she goes, there was some guy with the Yankees. And he had a, like a bat, you know. I'm, you know, I'm a, a, a <laughs> vice president of communications with the Yankees. I don't care. Mr. Steinbrenner said no one. She goes, but, you know, just tell him. He goes, I don't care. He said he doesn't want this door open. And at the end of the night, he gave her like 50 bucks. No kidding. Yeah, it's all, I'm, I'm, I'm That's happy a, for that. That is great. Well, we know that Nelson, who is the director of public relations for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently, great guy. You agree? Love him. Great guy. And he was telling me, I said, what's it like with Tom Brady? What's it like being the PR guy for Tom Brady? And he goes, he really has his time so structured. Brady knows everything that he's going to do. He, he's unbelievable. And as long as you just follow like his thing, he's great. Yeah. He's great. But he goes, we get so many guys. Oh, I know Tom. I play with Tom. Let me, I got to talk to Tom. They might have a business venture. They're now in the media. And he's like, if we said yes, Brady's played 20 some years. Look at how many guys. <laughs> oh, I know Tom. I know Tom. I know. No, tell Tom it's me. He goes, I can't. We can't accommodate it. So it's probably something similar. Everybody right. wants to be on Steinbrenner. Right. Isn't right, that cool? Right. Yeah. That's neat. That's neat. Pretty wild. Some of the other great names that you, Jay Bird, Whitney Johnson, came across in your career. The great one, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Is this true? I, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> you did text me Gretzky's that. name. This was awful. This was awful. This was. I love these this parts. This was awful. Uh, please. Uh, Remember when I used to play the lightning play down at the Trop? Yes, it was called the Thunderdome at the right. time. And we and used they to get a lot of. They used fans. to give us front rows because our radio station was part of it. So we used to get these front row seats because it was. And of course, there's a little space in between the glass. And I remember going there one time, and you know Gretzky was playing, and they faced off like right in front of us. Okay. And saying to him, yelling out through the crack, "Hey Gretzky, you're overrated. You're overrated. Right, the greatest athlete to ever play any sport. Right, you're overrated." And a guy behind me going, "How can you say that?" I turn around, I go, "Buddy." I don't believe it. I'm just trying to heckle a guy, you know, trying to root for the lightning. <laughs> and then uh, years later, I think it was at either the, uh, the, it was either at the Lightning's first Stanley Cup or the NHL All Star game when they had that here. Yeah. And I went to get my credentials at the hotel. You had to go up to say a tenth floor. Uh huh. Later on the way down, stopped at the ninth floor, and Wayne Gretzky got in, and me and him in the elevator. In the elevator, just you and him. Or it might have been come. maybe another person or somebody okay, was, you okay. know, it was us. I said, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, hey, man, how are you? And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but I can go on my deathbed saying I had a conversation with uh, Wayne Gretzky. I'm not lying. The, yeah, you're honest. I'm honest. Honesty works. Same with Tiger Woods. Tell me about Tiger, Tiger Woods. Remember Tell they used to Tiger. have the... Uh, J.C. Penny Classic? J.C. Penny Classic, which I loved, and they should still do that. Because it's such a unique format, the guys and the girls playing together. That was great. 
And he played there the one time, and, and this is he was young. young. He was just he up was and young, coming. but yeah, you knew yeah, he was yeah. going to be the bee's yeah, knee, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's saying, uh, you know, there was the one hole he hit, like a little par three up there in Innsbruck, right before the snake pit set of holes, and like a par three. And I said, well, you know, the press conference with Tiger. I'm like, I gotta ask him something just so I can say, I asked Tiger what it was. I said like, Tiger on that, uh, you know, the fifteenth hole, that par three. Uh, was the wind a factor? And it was like there was more wind with these fans. <laughs> you know, it was like no wind. And he turned, he looked at me and goes, No, not at all. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I'm dashing your hopes here with these no! insightful uh, interviews with You're these famous being people. Honest. <laughs> I love it. I can swear in the Bible that I had a conversation with Tiger Woods and Wayne Gretzky and uh, Did Michael you, Jordan. You and your buddy Tommy are were golf fans. Like anytime that PGA Tour stop stops in Innisbrook, I know Tommy always gets a chance. Like he tries to go. Did you have a chance this last time? It was only about two years ago. Tiger was making a comeback and he was here. No, I got a chance to go. Of all the things we have covered, Jay, that was the one that blew me away. The gallery for Tiger. Yeah. From the T all the way to the to the hole, the green, it's three, four deep. There's no it's unbelievable. Right. And when he finishes, Tiger, 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 he just looks straight ahead. Because he can't. One guy was telling me he can't. If he starts looking over, you know what I mean? Right. I've never seen anything like it. It's it, amazing. It is incredible. And I I I, I still freak out. I mean, I can't, we, you know, you go play golf with your little municipal course around here and, uh, you know, you're ready to tee off and, you know, uh, foursome shows up, pulls up behind you. And, you know, these four guys are looking at you seeing, all right, here's, here's who I'm golfing and, and you know, behind. Is he going to be a, is he going to be a duffer? Is he going to miss the ball? Is he going to hit a grounder? Is he going to hit it 200 yards straight? Right. You know, because that's what, what we do when you say, right. how's this guy going to be? Are we going to be here all day? Right. And just that nervousness of those four guys looking at you freaks me out. <laughs> I can't imagine 20,000 people. But they're, they're, yeah. They obviously are used to it. Yeah. And I that, that just freaks me out. And how good <laughs> they are. They, You've gone a couple can, times, right, to see them? How good they are, oh, the yeah. PGA I, I, Tour we, players. We, it's amazing, isn't we it? Went to a, what's up, buddy? How good they are. Oh. How good they are. Oh, it's incredible. I, 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 I always, I'm just still ecstatic. That I hit a ball and it goes in the air, you know. <laughs> you're and, better and to than see them guys hit it in a flat, you know, how it goes up and then it goes up and then it goes up, and you're like, I, it's it's fascinating. And you know, Arnold Palmer was another. Uh, you know, we saw Arnie up there at one of those, the senior tournaments, uh -huh. and oh my God, it was just that was the, when when he passed away. How many years ago now? That's not, not many, not right? Not many, no, no. I remember being very saddened by that because he, Arnold Palmer was the man. Remember the old Arnold Palmer golf course in of Mount Freedom, New Jersey? Yes. Uh, Arnold Palmer, everything. And, you know, he was the man. And, and going to see him play, and it was you know, near his end of his career, of course. But with that swing and the same gallery, how everybody just followed him. Yeah. And we jumped right in. So we got to follow Arnie, you know. Yeah, we Arnie's, say we're Arnie, part of Arnie's Army, And that was that was just fascinating. Fascinating stuff to just see him. And that, that was the old senior tournament. Over there in Tampa, I forget that you know the courses, the big courses. They I can't yes, think of the name of it. I know, but they had the seniors tournament, about. and that was another early day of sports radio. And when he said it, we were set up right there, and Raymond Ray Floyd had just won. Was it the Masters? 
or a, a major tournament, uh-huh. and he was riding high, and he was there, uh-huh. and he be he. And we asked him, "Can we talk to you, Mister Floyd?" And he goes, "No, no, I got to go do something." Mm-hmm. And he went in the tent, the press tent, and we could hear him yelling. I actually walked inside to see who the hell's he yelling at. He was yelling at some press guy, some like communications guy with the thing about how dare you have me set up like he was just screaming at this guy really and then he came back out and i said mr floyd can we talk to you now he goes no i'm working and i just saw him i watch him he just walked back to this you know i said this guy's a I, I, but, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh couple a uh, little while later uh gary player the black knight uh, everybody loves gary player Gary player yeah he came by and it was mr player may we talk to you i was the late steve dumick doing and he you know he knew, he knew his golf so it was you know, yes. it was going to be great. He was another legendary talk show host in Tampa Bay, also recently passed right. away. And uh, so, you know, we, Gary Player comes by and we said, sir, can we talk to you? He goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I got to go inside. It was like by the scorer's tent, like afterwards. And he goes, I just got to go back in and I do some things. I'll be right back out. So needless to say, he doesn't come back out. The next day we were back there. And I'm sitting there on a, you know, just sitting at a little table out on outside, you know. On, I think we had a tent. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, right, you're right, like, right, oh right. boy, here we go. Day two, you know, day one was a bust. Ray <laughs> Floyd was a moron. Right. Gary Player blew me off. Right. And all of a sudden, I feel these two hands on my shoulders, like giving me a massage. Huh. And I turn up Gary Player, and he goes, "Hey, I'm sorry, I, I, I goes, I caught up on an old friend that I haven't seen. He goes, could you use me today? Isn't that?" And it was the just greatest. like the music for the opening of the show was just like ending. And Steve, you know, he looked up and just his eyes just went like saucers. And he's like, I said, what a way to start the show with oh. Gary Player. And he sat down for like an hour. Oh. And it was just fascinating just to hear him, his tell, him, him, just to hear him tell stories. Yeah. I remember some guy called up and said, hey, uh, Gary, I got a question for you. I want to hit my uh, eight iron. You know, I want to get spin on it. And he's like, well, how far do you hit your eight iron? And said, he said, guy goes, oh, 120 yards. Well, why would you want to spin it back? You know, <laughs> but he was funny. He was funny. So that's, you know, it's nice to see yes. uh, athletes that are, that are, uh, are famous or athletes, you know, just that are regular people. Like, and, and then also the question you get off of who was, who was the biggest moron that you ever met? And I can easily, I, I, Aubrey Huff was the biggest moron out there. Now he's some right wing nut. And, uh, but he used to, we used to, he was just a moron. He was stupid too. And, I remember uh, we said something about Bob Dylan, and he didn't know who Bob Dylan was. You're kidding. Nope. We were saying, like, who's Bob? Something about Bob Dylan. It might have been his birthday or something, and, and I, I always joked around with the guys, you know, and, you know, some of the young guys knew him, and some. And I said, you know, are you doing anything special? You know, we're going to get a hit for Bob Dylan's birthday or something. He goes, who's Bob Dylan? And, and the one, he's oh, a singer, was too. It? He was a country singer. Like, he could sing. All right. Who the heck was the guy? Uh, Steve Cox. Was it Steve Cox? They used to play first base. Uh, there, Cox. Yes. C-O-X. No, no, no. I think you're right. I, his, my name might have been Steve, but yes, there and was a Cox He turned around and actually goes, you don't know who Bob Dylan is? Oh, he busts his balls. Yeah. And then then we would go, and it might happen to you too. And I'll never forget this. Scotty Kazmir had a good game. We go to talk to him after. I love Kazmir. And we're talking to him. Scotty, you know, hey, what was working for you tonight? Well, you know, tonight I just happened to, and all of a sudden, Aubrey Huff, who was in the next lock, just started shouting out the worst swear words that you can imagine. Blank, blanker, blank, 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 blanker, blank, blank. Just start shouting them out. So you couldn't use any of the audio. You know, uh, you know, Scotty, you, sh- you know, uh, you struck out, uh, you know, five in a row. Uh, blank, 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 blank. And Kashmir finally looked at him and said, come on. 
but just a moron. He was just so a he moron. number one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt, and without a doubt. And by and then we went to Japan that time to uh, cover the Rays and Yankees. And uh, who do I see walking around the street? Aubrey Huff coming across the street. So you figure, you see somebody that you cover, right? In a foreign country, walking around the street, you would at least say, "Hey, hey, how you doing?" Right. He walked right by, looked looked at me, and didn't even say a word. I go, "You moron." You know, so he's the worst. He was the uh, and, and I'm you know looking to see what his, uh, you know, he always pops up in the news with his right wing stuff, and he's a he's a moron. Right. He's, so he's, he's, he's going to get what's due. He's a moron. So he's not moron. One. But you know, people, you know, everybody else was you know looking back was, there was, was nobody. Cool. Yeah, hockey players were the best. Yeah, they still are the best. They all come from small towns. They all paid their to dues. this day. To this day, Jay, to this it's day. the same yep. way. You know, football players have a little bit of a. You know, they're, they're all right. Baseball players seem to have the biggest attitude for I some reason, so. like the entitlement, you know. I think They've so. probably been, since they were in peewee baseball, you know, hey, I could hit, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to go. You know, but I don't know. I don't know the reason why. But, you know. Uh, you texted not every me. every single player. No, no, no. I, I get you. I'm on the same wavelength as you. You texted me the name Jose Canseco. Now, is he misunderstood? What were you? <laughs> I like Jose. And we, Jose Canseco. <laughs> Jose Canseco. Can you tell me of any other player that you watched where you could not, if he came up to the plate, it didn't care if you had to go to the bathroom. You know, if, if your back teeth were floating, you had to go to the bathroom so bad. You stayed and watched Canseco because you, you didn't are, know where the ball was going to land. You are right. You are you know? right. You oh, are right. Like, I'm going to go get a, some popcorn. Wait a minute. No, now batting Jose you st- I mean, you stopped. He where you got were his swings, didn't he? Oh he my wanted God. to go for the go for it, right. man. He wanted to hit the beach area. Used to be called the beach at Tropicana Field. I don't know if they got a different name now. And I remember he would come out with BP and then wear his hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. He even lifted a little bit, and he would just take, he would hit some mammoth shots. But he, I liked him. I did. You did too. He, all he did was bust my balls. Oops, <laughs> can I say that? Yes. This is a podcast. Yeah, uh, you can say what you want because. You know, being a radio guy, I had to, you know, the three updates to do an hour. So it just seemed that every time that he would be available, like after, you know, I'd have to go do an update. And if, you know, if the update ran late or whatever, you know, he ran back and he was already talking. But he always, you know, he was always had something to say. So, you know, I'd stick to my, I said, sorry, you know, Jose, sorry if I missed this. How's your knee feeling? Remember, because he was always injured. Yes. You know, how's your, how's your ankle? How's your, you know, (laughs) and if only like the three goes. Why are you always late? Why are you always late? Why do you got to, why are you? I'm like, oh my God, I got this six foot six behemoth, probably steroid guy, right? He's ready to kill somebody. He's oh, going to he kill was. little old witty boy. Little long haired witty boy he with his body. And he, and I, you know, I told him, I said, I said, Jose, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I got to do, I'm running around like a nut here. I'm one man band, you know? And he goes, that's cool, man. I'm just busting shots. But he always did it. You know, he always would, like every time I ask a question, what do you, what do you, how, how come you're late? How come, you know. That is a hysterical. Yeah, I, I remember I saw him, I think, at Ferg's one time. Uh-huh. And I just, you know, was walking by, you know, he was out standing outside waiting. Did he recognize walking. you? I said, yeah, I said, hey, Jose, how you doing? He goes, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. You know, I said, you going in and you having a beer? And he's like, no, nah, I'm just waiting for some buddies. He said, all right, man, take care. You know, you don't want to, you know. Yeah, he was not a drinker. Yeah, he was he's always really nice, you know, and, you know, uh, the whole, not whole other. You know, the steroid thing went crazy. That was like, oh, my God. Here he's, you know. But I, I always got a kick out of him. Same. You know, I got yeah. a kick. Hey, how about uh, Larry Rothschild getting a boot yesterday? Did you read that? I read that in the Yeah, paper. yeah, yeah. It was last week. Larry Rothschild is San Diego Padres. You know what I saw? What blew me away? Now, Larry Rothschild was the first ever manager of the expansion Tampa Bay Devil Rays. He had been a pitching coach prior. 
after he got canned, did he go what two years? Maybe something like that. It wasn't too long. I don't remember how long he was here. As Devil Rays, he was manager. only here a couple years. Yeah, yeah, two and a half years. When I read that he's been a pitching coach for the last eighteen years, like Yankees. Yankees, and then second season, I think, with the Padres. But it was like eighteen years. God dang! I remember when he was here with the Devil Rays. Eighteen, Jay. Yeah. That's after. Right. But he took a liking to you. I remember that. What was it? He was a great guy. Another great guy. And again, you know, I think we talked about this in our first time with like Joe Madden. I think these guys, who if you covered a team, if you were a beat reporter and you covered a team day in day out through good through bad, right. you know, they they kind of you know they knew that you were along for the ride. You know, you were. You know, you were, you know, you've seen the bad plays. You've seen all, you know, you're, you got to ask the questions about why you're 0 and 18, you know? Like, you know? Like Lee he was cool. He was so cool. I mean, I, 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 Larry was really cool and he was very smart. And uh, the one thing, I, they went down to Mexico for a spring training game. I think the last game uh, before season started, the Rays went to Mexico. Oh, okay. I don't even remember this. Okay. And I think they played one game or two games. I'm, okay. I'm not sure what it was. So I remember, you know, packing up after the last spring training game down there at, uh, you know, old Al Lang Stadium. And, you know, seeing Larry said, hey, you know, I have a good trip to Mexico. I said, hey, Larry, bring me back a bottle of tequila, would you? And he goes, you're messed up. <laughs> so a week later, opening day at the Trop. You know, the pageantry, the big flag, right. you know, the bands come out, yeah. the lineup. Yeah. So we were down there in the, you know, the raised near the, the clubhouse. And Larry sees me, he goes, Whitney, come here. And they're introducing like the, <laughs> the, like the trainers and stuff, you know, <laughs> like the guys, no, training for the raise. <laughs> and he goes, come on. And we run, run up the steps, go into the clubhouse. He goes into his office, opens up the bag and there's like 10 bottles of tequila in it and he goes which one you want i said doesn't matter so he pulls out a bottle of tequila he goes here you go and he goes to the one attendant get this guy a bag so he, you know so the guy comes back with a bag and hands him he goes i gotta go on opening day and of opening major day. league baseball so i run so i'm running back up to the greatest. press box with a bottle of tequila <laughs> from, from mexico the good stuff right and like three minutes later it's like and the manager of the Rays, Larry Roth. <laughs> and he goes running out. I'm like, three minutes ago, you know? Oh. Uh, I don't know if I can tell this one. Please, can, yeah, right. please. Some, we were before the game, you know, everybody's, you know, messing around before the game. Uh-huh. And some beat reporter, they were talking, they were like telling dirty jokes and stuff. And the one joke, I'm trying to put this nicely. It's okay. No, I can't. I don't I want to put this. All I just right. got to put, you know, okay. it's not like, would you, if you could do this sexual act by yourself, would you do it? <laughs> you know, like the, the punchline of the I joke or something. Exactly so the kid goes, about. the guy goes to me, would you do that? Him, talking like Larry was right there. And I was running to go do an update. And they go, wait, if you could, you know, I said, if I could do that, I would never leave the house. <laughs> and Larry started laughing. Right. So I come back. He's just looking at me and he's laughing. And then, you know, after the game. This is pregame. This is pregame. Pregame of baseball. Then afterwards, I, you know, go, and I always had to, you know, the times are changing, right? Yeah, you, know, yeah. you have to go lean in front of his desk. You know, I mean, you had to right. kneel so the cameras could see. You know, I wouldn't block any cameras, but I had to get the good audio. Right. So I'm leaning in front of his desk. So he comes in, and I can't remember if they won or lost. 
But he just looks at me and starts laughing again. <laughs> and he couldn't stop. And he couldn't stop. So I started laughing. He starts laughing. And then finally it's like, hold on, hold on. All right, you know. All right, questions away. And, and so he was always he was always very, very nice to me. I, I, uh, he's one of the few guys that I've kind of, I mean, I, I actually saw him one time over at D8 uh, at a red light. And I looked in the rearview mirror and he was behind me because he lived over there in Tampa. For, okay, and yeah. this is decades ago. Yes. And I remember, I'm looking in the mirror, and I guess he could see me somehow, and he, like, waved, and I got out of the car, and I said, Larry, is that you? And he's like, yeah, man, how you doing? He goes, we got to, you know, call me up, we'll have lunch. I said, all right, man, you know, definitely. I said, I can't believe that, you know, what, you know, and, but I didn't, I never, I didn't want to bother, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, didn't want yeah. to bother. But yeah. um, I, I, I tell you what, I'm the... I, I think I'll text him and say, "Hey, good luck with everything," because he was—he was very. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He yeah. was very good. Oh yeah! And he's probably at the stage now where he's ready to to you know do I mean, something. You figure else. eighteen years. You figure out yeah, 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 a million yeah, dollars yeah. a year probably. Exactly. Uh, being a pitching coach for the right? Yankees, the right? Cubs, right? When they were the Cubs. Yes. Do you know that you were having a party? It <laughs> might have been one of your. It might have been a birthday party for you. I think it was a birthday party. There was something going on, and you had invited Larry. Like Dwayne Stats, who was the, he still is to this day, the TV play-by-play voice. Love him. And I remember Larry called me over. It was like a spring training or something. He goes, hey, hey, come here. Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. What do you need? Yes, Larry. And he goes, tell Whitney, I can't make his party. I really wanted to go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? I can't get out of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Like, how about that, man? And it was during like an important time over there in the clubhouse or something. No, that is that I is agree, right. good I think guy. You come off as the regular guy. People want to just hang with you, you know? Yeah. I remember uh, Dwayne showing up at that he did too. He did didn't show up he? at that party. Yeah, it was like, and my brother was freaking out because he, he, Dwayne worked with the Yankees for a little bit. You know, he yes, did he did. He also did the Cubs. He yeah, with Harry yeah, Callis. Yeah, and um, my brother, my brother was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, he was freaking out. Oh, he actually, my came. brother from Jersey who came down to that yeah, is he was, awesome. Yeah, he was, yeah. So I, I, I uh, Dwayne, I, 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 what, I, what did I, t- I, I text him when I was I don't know, oh when I was in the hospital with the heart surgery two years ago. You know, yes, and you know, finally, you know, put the baseball game on, and I heard his voice, uh, and I said, "You don't know how therapeutic uh, it was to hear your voice." calling a baseball game i go you made and, it and so yeah so you had bypass. He had, I love he had that bypass. guy. yeah i love that guy that's awesome. he's a very very good guy good guy and it's funny uh like i said i'll tell you I work at this uh, medical marijuana place. yes and there's a young girl there who works who is a red sox fanatic fanatic and to have that good-natured banter back and forth it it's uh, kind of revitalized my love for baseball. That's awesome. I mean, I love baseball. I know you I do. Love it. I know you do. You know, I can watch it if it's a nothing, nothing pitchers duel. If it's a home run derby, You're a baseball guy. I love it, and have you know to have the banter back and forth. Like as soon as I walk in, you know, if the Rays lose, hey, nice game last night, you know, and I, I this girl, you know, that the awesome. I see, I watch with the Red Sox. Hey, nice, you know, nice job against the Yankees there, huh? You know, <laughs> so it's, it's a good the banter is fun at the medical marijuana place. That hey, is cool. Hey, there's, hey, there's hits in cool. there's hits in baseball. <laughs> oh man! Oh, now on the last time that Whitney you came on the podcast you told some great Phil Esposito stories. Phil Esposito is a hockey Hall of Famer. If you, you, you know the guy. Oh my God. He's a legend in Canada and here in the United States. And he also was responsible for bringing yeah. the Lightning to here. His brother Tony who was a goalie 
Blackhawks. He passed away recently. I didn't get to know. I remember one time Phil introduced me to his brother. This is my brother, Tony. How you doing? Uh, did you ever have any dealings at all oh, with yeah. Tony Esposito? They, you know, when uh, Lightning first, you know, uh, were in the stages of coming here, you know, there was a couple of different guys trying to get the team that Jim Rutherford, who I think wound up getting Carolina or one of those other teams. He was, he was, you know, in a process and Phil's, Phil's group and so after they decided that, you know, they're going to go with Phil's group, this was back with the Fabulous Sports Bay back in the day. We did, uh, you know, remote broadcasts sometimes five days a week from every sports bar, dive oh, really? bar, really? sports really? bar in the area. Really? And we would always say, Phil and Tony, come along. You know, we would invite them. Uh-huh. And they, out of the goodness of their hearts, they did it because they were trying to promote hockey. Wow, in Florida. And so those guys, wow. just to see those two guys walk in together. They're hockey was, was always, I always took my breath away. I mean, it was like one of those things where like, like you went, <gasps> and still to this day, if I see Phil Esposito, which I haven't in a long time, just because I don't, oh, he said this, to say, I'm out of the scene. When I saw him, he said, say hello to Whitney. Oh. How's Whitney? Tell him I said hello. I said, all I, right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm out of the scene, out of the loop. Yeah. But every time I saw him, I just go, I would be like, that's <gasps> Phil Esposito. And then him and Tony would walk in. And they went to every dive bar. I remember the one stupid guy asking about icing. Is uh, you know, could they would have take questions from the audience? The guy, is that when the guy skates and he, he sprays ice in a goalie's <laughs> oh, face? You know, and I felt so Florida. terrible for these guys. I'm like, here are these Hall of Fame hockey players, and they're answering freaking, you know, yo-yo from Yeehaw Junction's question about ice. And it was just like, oh my God. But they he would always Phil, Tony was he was a quieter type. He yeah, 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 yeah. He, he wasn't, wasn't right, right, you know, right. Phil right. had to act down. Phil he, had to Phil, Phil not to act. Right. I would say, but he had. No, to, I know he knew what, what he mean. had to say. Yes, you know he he was there to sell hockey, to sell tickets, to get the lightning there. Tony was like behind the scenes, but he um he always he's always to bust my chop too about having a little belly. Hey, you know, always like tap your belly and hey, you gotta lose. I'm like I'm trying, you know, but I'm here at a sports bar every night eating chicken wings and beer. It's hard, Tony. But. uh when we went up to that hockey draft, uh, and uh, when they had it in Ottawa, Quebec City, okay, when they dra- when they drafted um, Grattan, and, we, and they, they, our radio station f- went up there. I don't know if I did. I tell you the story. No, no, no. They, I don't. I never they, heard they this one. Up to, to, we, we flew to Montreal. Okay. It was myself and the engineer. And I to this day, I you know he had his the remote box, like this homemade box with all the microphones in it and he had it down and he, but he wouldn't check it so he had to take it on board okay and it had wires hanging out of it i mean it looks like a bomb it's like yeah. an a-bomb <laughs> <laughs> and he put it on a plane and you know montreal we flew, like, i think we flew yeah. from here to montreal and then we had to rent a car and go to quebec city and i remember being on the phone with the guy from the hotel trying to and he's french and i'm trying to get the oh, signs shit. and finally like there was something and finally we found a hotel we go to the draft and there was something because was it quebec or Ottawa came in the same time as the Lightning. Uh-huh. Ottawa, right? I'm, I'm such not a really vegetable. sure. I'd have to And it came it in up. the same time. And it was some <laughs> little rules, goofiness, that only like a hockey bigwig would know. And, t- and Tony Esposito was the guy. Okay. And they, they got like an extra draft pick because they the, the, the Lightning followed the rules. I mean, it was something minor. But they got an extra pick or they got they got to pick ahead. Something happened. And at the party afterwards, 
they had a, you know a party in a hotel after and, you know Gratton shows up and stuff, and Tony Espizo kept walking by and he goes. We screwed Ottawa, man. We screwed him. And then he would be on his way. And then a little while later, he'd be coming back, you know, and he would just poke his head in the conversation and goes, we screwed Ottawa. We screwed him good. And he would walk away. That's awesome. And then, uh, you know, awesome. he did it like all night long. So I forget what it was exactly, but they they did, they bent the rules or something and they got an extra pick or they, they something weird like that. But he was a good guy. He was always friendly to me. I think the last time I saw him was at, a lightning game, and he, I, Tony, and he looked at me, and he, and he, you know, this is, I don't know, maybe a decade ago now, yeah, looking yeah, back. Yeah. But he was, he, he was, seemed, you know, he was, hey man, you know, hey, you doing, you know? And Isn't that cool? He was very, very cool. So I was, I was very saddened when he passed away. I mean, yeah. it was just somebody, uh, you know, did I, did I, uh, you know, did I ever go over his house and have lunch? No, did he, did, right. did he still, did, you know? But he was just always, just knowing that he was part of our starting the radio and being a, and it was always yeah. and was cool about it yeah you know that was kind of kind of sad and that was that that was that was uh we're all getting yeah, up sad. there we're yeah, all we're getting, getting up, up there, there buddy man. we got to keep on rocking there's keep more, on rocking there's Burp. more there's more and more and more and more and more isn't it amazing today like how the light where the lightning are back to back and how the fans in tampa bay have taken to Hockey. Yeah, I think it's because of Jeff Vinnick, and it started with uh, with uh, Tony. Uh, yeah, I mean Phil. Don't you think? Right. Isn't it amazing to it see? Is, it, it's, it's amazing. It really is sellout amazing. since the uh, last four or five years. Yeah, every single night is yeah. a sellout. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was a uh, it was a, it was a wild journey because I'm you know I remember digging the you know we went over to the press conference um where they dug the hole you know like the, the ceremonial golden shovel you know to dig for the the Emily Arena. You know, it was I a, wasn't at this one. I don't know this actually story. Cut my, you know, and I, I, I don't remember say, this. You know, I always say like, you know, uh, my radio career, I, you know, I sweat, blood and tears I gave to, the, huh. you know, starting DAE and the sweat, of course, training camp. Oh, yeah. Tears, you know, uh, you know, Chris Thomas passing away. I go blood during that time. <laughs> no. They had a, like a golden <laughs> shovel and like they had the mayor. I think they had the Japanese guy, you know, yes. th that owned the team at the time. Yes. Phil and Tony, I'm sure, were there. Yes. And they had a, you know, they, the ceremonial shovel. Yeah. You know, it's just a, a dirt Photo load. op, yeah. And like, I think, I think it was Phil. It's, you know, we were just standing there. He goes, and he's holding there with the shovel. He goes, hey, go ahead. When he take us. And I remember like taking it and cut and like hit my shin on it. <laughs> oh, no. and of course, I only got, you know, wearing a pair of shorts. Yes. And like cut myself. I'm going, look at him, you know. I gave my blood for this station, you know. Oh my! But it was funny. God, but uh, yeah, and just to see how it has progressed. I mean, from those, yeah, you know, the, the times over at the, the you know, the, the fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. That was see, incredible. I came, I came right after that, oh, that so was I never experienced that. They actually played. This is NHL hockey at the Tampa Bay Fairgrounds. Well, it was like a was it a temporary arena that they made? Expo Hall. Uh, Expo yeah, it was. Hall? Uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, we all, we all, everybody somebody, calls it somebody Espo fishing, Hall. Somebody was fishing or something out the back. Or it might have been a hammer. Oh, my, or uh, Grat, or, uh, not Grat. Was it Roman Hammer? Rob Zaminer. Oh, Zaminer? Uh, used to fish. Yeah, they used to fish in a pond in the back. It was always time. <laughs> they used to call me, um, what'd they call me? <laughs> Spicoli. Oh, you had long hair at oh, the time. I had the long blonde hair. They called me Spicoli from the Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> hey, Spicoli. Hey, Spicoli. <laughs> and Hammer can only say Metallica. Metallica. He would always go. And uh, they taught him all kinds of swear words. And he would, he would say him, and it was just so funny to hear this. You know what was the? Uh, we're not Russian, right? Was it Czech? 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 Czech, Czech you know, Republic. and yeah. with that accent, yeah. and like the players would go, "All right, Roman, see you later." You know, to be walking out, and he would go, "Bye, you." Assholes. And say this, he said, "You assholes." Oh, he said something worse than that. 
<laughs> well, he actually did say that too. But the he would say, asshole. He was just and waved to him. They taught him. <laughs> and, and like, you know, he's like waving. And the two, and the two you know, whoever left were just cracking up. And he was, he would, you know, go buy you assholes. Oh, and go back to sharpening his skates, you know. Oh, my so I don't know God. if he, they taught him and they say that maybe that word means friend or something, you know. <laughs> but it was just so funny. God, they, they, those were, and Terry Crisp, you know. Oh, right. J.C. Bergeron, he loved that, you. you know, they J.C. All loved you. you know what that stands for? Jesus Christ! <laughs> but that, that was that was such a wild time, and you know, you didn't know if it was going to catch on. You know, you didn't know. You're like, is this going to catch on here? Yeah, right, it? right. But you know, right, with the transplants, right. everybody transplanted. I think a lot of the northerners. It's just different. Yeah, know, right, and, right, you know, right. And, and I, you still, if you still go to a a ranger game, you still see a range a bunch of ranger fans and. Yeah, I think you know, not as many. You'd be surprised, many? hardly any. But okay. no, you still do. Yeah, you still do. The other thing too is we'll almost wrap it up, Jamie. We're like an hour, man. This is one. Of this these stories are are just great. Not only did you cover the Buccaneers, but you were also you and your brother. You were Buccaneer fans, and your brother. You guys used to tailgate at a certain spot. And just Buccaneer Sundays, even if they were away games, your brother would do it up. Well, that was a, that was a, that was a special time, was it not? I don't even know if you did. You guys do that anymore or not? Oh, not yeah, today. We still get together and do, watch do the Bucks on okay, Sunday. Sure, okay. sure. Those my were wife, great. My wife uh, uh, had this great. Actually, my wife heard me on the radio uh, the first time I filled in, you know, over there on DAE someday, uh-huh. and we were just talking about Buccaneer. Um, like traditions that you guys do, okay. you know, like the game was coming up. And guys, gang, you know, some, you know, what do you guys do before the game? You, have, you know, your superstitions, traditions. Uh, gotcha. Uh, you know, what do you guys do? You know, bye, 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 bye. You know, and you know, female called up, which was an oddity. Right. Right. Female right. listening it's to the radio doesn't male. happen. Yeah, doesn't happen. I know. And she goes, "Well, we make the food from the opposing city." I go, really? She was like, if the Bucks were playing Cincinnati, we would make Cincinnati chili. Oh, for their tailgate? For their tailgate. I she like goes, if, this. If the Buccaneers played Chicago, we would make Chicago <laughs> hot dogs. If they played Miami, we'd make Cuban sandwiches. Interesting. You know? And I that's go, that's cool. pretty cool. That's yeah, bah, cool. Bah, 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 bah. And then years later, when we, she goes, you know, I called you when you were on the radio one time. I said, really? When? She goes, I was the one that said, mentioned. Uh, I go, that's, I go, you would not believe because we have taken that to heart. You know, I remember after hearing that going, all right, you know, the Bucks are playing Dallas. Well, we're going to cook some steaks, you know, or whatever, you know. Or Green Bay Green brats. Bay, yeah, the brats, yeah. You know, now you got to try to eat healthier. You got those yeah, yeah, turkey yeah, brats yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, we're all no, different we, we now. All we're did, older. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of good times. The tailgating over there at the, yeah. uh, the one uh, place. And yeah. the one guy always tried to rip <clears> us off. <throat> no, you're kidding. Yeah, we, we would go in there. and Well, he was he was just a... He was a, he was a I forget what he was, a different nationality, and you can hardly mm-hmm. understand him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one day it would be $5 a park, next day it would be 10 Then one uh-huh. time I gave him a, a, a 10 or a 20 and he gave me back a 5 instead of a 10 And my brother, let my brother's the nicest guy in the world. Oh, yeah, he is. He let him have it. He, he unleashed. He goes, you know what? For years we've been coming here. Yeah. We've been bringing our friends, and you try to rip my brother off of $5, you know, Ooh, it got crazy. Had you, had and he goes, back. you don't park here anymore. And my brother goes, fine. We all drove out and went across the street and parked in the other guy's thing. And it was funny. It was wild. It was wild. It was, it was a, I don't know how we... I know the one time... I'm not proud of this. But I couldn't drink rum. 
Rum was the drink that I threw up on. I think I, I don't know I don't this know story, but I know story, that I you can't up, drink. Oh, Even when you smell rum, right. if we're somewhere, I remember. I'm tequila. That's my thing. Okay. So we go to tailgate, and we pull in, and oh, one guy geez. we tailgate with had like a, a water pistol. Like uh-huh. a big, like a super soaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, Winnie, open your mouth. And he goes like, shh. And he's just, you know, ah. Rum? Yeah. But it was like, you know, mixed with something. It tasted pretty good. Uh-huh. And it was ice cold. So I'm like, give me another one. You know? And I'm like, and I go, oh my God, that's rum. And for the rest of the time, you know, we start going to doing our regular drinks, you know, whatever uh-huh. we were drinking. And I went inside Tampa Stadium, the old sombrero. Uh-oh. And I sat down. Uh-oh. And it was, I, I swear to God, it was five minutes. It was in a blazing sun. <gasps> and I used to, you know, I used to have the press pass. <laughs> you know, they used to have the press pass. Yes, 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 yes. Go up there and get the food. I'd walk in there, you know, bathing suit on. <laughs> you know, Alma Brother t-shirt. That's soaked in sweat because you've been tailgating. Right? Your eyes are bloodshot. Your eyes are as red as a stop sign. You know, you got a headband on. And you got your press pass. And oh, they got to let you in. That's so right? funny. So that's I'd walk funny. in and I remember just walking in like that and finding my buddies in the seats five minutes walked back to the truck opened the back of the pickup truck and just passed out it was it was, it was like heat exhaustion plus the, the booze it just and uh it's my un- buddies came back and they, my one buddy who i still see kind of frequently he would he says your truck both doors were open the grateful dead was blasting no and he goes you're passed out in the back and that's when my friend told me uh, the, the Cuban sandwich story where we bought Cuban sandwiches for after the game. And we had them in a little cooler. So my buddy comes back. He's, where's my Cuban sandwich? I said, I don't know, man. Did you buy the Cuban sandwich? I go, no, I didn't. He goes, yes, you, he goes, where'd it go? I go, I don't know. I go, I didn't eat it, man. I said, Tommy. I said, I threw up. I go, look. <laughs> I go, look, is there a Cuban sandwich oh, in there? Oh, jeez. And he's like, oh, no, man. And then years later, my other buddy, you know, he goes, I got to admit, he goes, I was the guy that ate the Cuban sandwich. He goes, I, he goes, we came back, you were passed out. You're he goes, kidding. I looked in your cooler. And, the truth yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but somebody, some, that day too, somebody also stole my, um, stole a briefcase out of my car. No, yeah. no. I had a briefcase in the, in, the, in the back, and I had a picture of uh, Dave Moore. Dave Moore. Dave Moore was the radio broadcaster, like right, for the Bucks. 14, 15 years NFL, had, and he's a broadcaster. Had, I had my briefcase, which, I, you know, and we had taken a picture at the Bucks holding up a T-shirt that said Pub 199, which was the bar in Mount Arlington, New Jersey. Because Dave Moore grew up in the same town as Whitney J. Yeah, where we both went all the time. Get of course, out. many years different. Get out. So we took a picture, and I was going to send it up to the bar. To, to the, oh. you know, and... Somebody told, stole my briefcase. Oh. All my, all my, no, all oh. my, you know, luckily I had some copies and stuff. But oh. I remember like, oh, where's my briefcase? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Son yeah. of a B, somebody yeah, stole yeah. it. Because uh, right in front. Uh, uh, anyway. Uh, uh, but no, there were some great times, Jay. Uh, there were some great times. Remember I remember when you, yeah. can I ask, can I tell you? P- please, please. Because I, remember I, he, we, please, go ahead. Right Rock would stop by the tailgate party. <laughs> Rock, Rock was working for WFLA Sport. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And of course, they were big on getting fan reaction, right? I, I, some of this I'm not going to remember, but please tell me, right? Because they always had to, you know, you know, Bucks, you know, Bucks beat the Giants, but you know, some, you know, Bucks lose, Buck fans weren't happy to have. <laughs> oh man, I got to trade, trade this guy, or whatever. But Rock, instead of talking, to the fan, would come back and talk to us at the tailgate. I don't even remember this. Yeah, you would come back and say, you know, Whitney, come here, or you know, 
or, or Tommy or Ray or whoever. Here, just say to how disappointed you are. And it was like, you know, like I remember my brother trying to be, you know, on a Buccaneer, they have no pass rush. They, you know, they got to learn how to blitz. They, got, you know, they're not getting off on the ball. And I'm like, no, 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 just say the Bucks. <laughs> and he would go, oh, okay. And Rock, take two. The Bucks suck. That's all he needs. He's only got, he's only got, you know, a, a thirty-second broadcast. He's got, to, he can't put the whole tirade in it. But that was funny. I used to get a kick out of it. And then, you know, next day, listen to FLA and Rock. You know, Ron, and the Real fans serious. weren't happy. The Bucks suck. <laughs> Just some great times, Jay. Some great times, Jay. Can we talk Jay? about the time you were? Uh, <laughs> Please we were, go right ahead. When we were camping. Oh yeah. And your wife came up to do a story on. That was so funny. What was it, on, on on drinking in parks? I don't know what it was specifically, but yeah, it is something like that. My wife used to work at the same TV station where I worked. She was a general assignment reporter, news reporter. And Whitney and his buddy, Whitney and his brother and his friends, every year during the final four would go up. It's probably about an hour and a half, maybe away from here. And in Citrus County, and and just we'd be in party tents, for a weekend, party for a weekend, play basketball all weekend. during the day, and then at night used to go to a bar. Later they set up the, the 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 TV there, and it was like a party. You play basketball all day and party all night with the Final Four on on TV. So that's the setup. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I'm trying to remember exactly myself, but your wife was doing a story up there. She about, was a Citrus County, uh, believe yeah, it or not, bureau out. chief at the time. And she said to me, I have to do a story, something about drinking in parks. Right. And I'm and, 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 and we're up there. Whitney's, they're up there this weekend. <laughs> so he said, so Rock said, well, I'm, just come on up to the park. Come on up to the campground. So she pulls up to the campground and they're like, you know, and she's doing her story on, you know, uh, it seems to be too much drinking in public park. So to get the video shot, we put all of our liquor bottles like that. next to the on a pile, yeah. and and like we're throwing empty cans of beer at the at the bottles like like it's a garbage like might have been garbage liquor garbage or something. And I remember remember it bounced up and it had like a half jug of scotch, and we were throwing the cans and one hit up there and I went oh time out. And I said wait a minute we can't have a broken bottle here and I pulled this thing out, but. Th and then, you know, a couple days later, we watched a story on Euros Nine, Station, Bay News yeah. 9. Uh, drinking in Citrus County Parks is getting out of hand. And there's like, <laughs> there's a bottle of, how many cases of beer, you know? She thanked me so much because it's hard to Got get B-roll or get somebody for that. And she was like, thank you so right. much. Oh, everything was right there. Right. What, are you going to go find some dirt, bunch of dirt bags? Hey, can I film you drinking beer out here? Some redneck dirt bags? Get out of here. All right, Jay, we we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna oh, come have, on, we'll, man. we'll we'll have to do part three. I was actually when when you texted me, I don't know, two weeks ago, hey, what about part two? And I was like, oh sure. And I thought, ah, we probably covered all the stories in part one. I Are you so kidding too. me? Are you kidding me? Just might have done it. We must have had quite a bit of fun uh, <laughs> covering sports here in Tampa Bay. Did we not, yes, buddy? Yes, we did. We had. Super I guess fun. we did. We did have super fun. We did. We, we did. had a we fun did, time, and man, I got, you know, I, I, I wish I, I could go back to those old days sometimes. I, 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 I probably told the story the first time, but you know, the first time meeting Rock and he walked into the Bucks. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. He I walked don't remember. up to the, you know, we the other guy, Larry mm -hmm. Blucher. Yes. Remember the old yes, sports yes, guy? Yes. Yes. Larry, Larry Blucher. Yes. And so they got a new sports guy at FLA, and you know, you know, you're. 
Right. You know, the stupid radio rules, you know, oh, he works for another station. You can't talk to this, you know, you can't be friends. You can't talk to this guy, whatever. This guy walks up and I see he got the WFLA Mike flag. I go, there's a new guy, you know. And, hey, man, how you doing? What's your name? Hey, Rock, how are you, pal? Where are you going? Where are you from? I was from, you know, Colorado. I did sports. Oh, well, but originally from New Jersey. And I'm like, where in New Jersey? He goes, Dover. And I said, you know where Ironbound Electric is on Blackwell Street? He's like, yeah, I rode by there every day. Because I lived on Mount Hope Avenue. I said, I rode by your house every single day. Do you believe this? And then from there on, we were buddies. We grew up, now I'm three, four years older than Whitney, but we grew up a couple towns over, like 10 minutes, four 15 minutes. Four miles away, maybe? Unbelievable. Four miles away. Unbelievable. There was one time where Whitney was talking about back in the day, he saw a twisted sister at the final exam. I was like, I was there. I was there <laughs> at that. I'll never forget that one because that was one of the days. I don't want to get graphic in the, at all in this. So I just real quickly, when you go to a club where there's a bar, rock bar, and it's packed, if you got to do... A number two, you don't, you, you, you know, in a, in a place like that, you don't do it. And I remember whatever, I don't know what it was. I had to go. The place was packed. There's no door. <laughs> and i can't believe somebody goes i can't believe you're doing that here man you know, hey, like, hey what can I what do you want me to do it you want me to do it on twisted sisters uh i love rock and roll song get out of here remember that though they were big they were big in long island they came through twisted sister the, final exam randolph new I jersey it. i hated the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. thing you know what I mean? <laughs> the makeup the you didn't makeup like, that it. makeup era did not do right no no right? you know we're twisted what was, every other word everyone's was a swear word i know yeah, I, mean, I, I know, think i stayed I for like because my friends oh you gotta go see these guys and i stayed I for like two songs I, I, you know, I, same thing. i'm going back to the dive bar morgan's and Played a jukebox and uh, he actually seems like he's a pretty good guy though. I don't know. Do you ever? I don't know. That's so funny. I don't give Whitney a crap. is gonna stay. Same thing with that. Bon Jovi. You hate Bon Jovi. I, hate bon Jovi. I don't mind Bon Jovi. And and I I just saw the other day. Oh my god! I thought of you. It was New Jersey Twelve or NJ New Jersey One of them, and they put a poll up, and it was, what's more, New Jersey, Springsteen. Bon Jovi, and I thought of you. What are they, I, they, I recently, man, I was almost going to like, <laughs> you know, link it to you, and I didn't get around God, I hate to him it so I, much. No. Everybody goes, oh, he feeds the homeless. I go, yeah. He has a restaurant up there somewhere, feeds homeless people. I said, you tell me a homeless guy that walks in there and hears his freaking music. I'd walk right out. I wouldn't Ooh, care if I was starving. See, I don't mind. I don't mind them. Don't nah. mind them. All right. There's not going to be a part three. No, 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 no. There is going to be no, a part three. All right. Anything else you want to end in closing? Because we, we, we yes, covered I a do hell have of a lot. I want Please, to go right ahead. Get this off my chest. Yes. The Amazon drivers. Yes. Do you have to fail like every driving test to become an Amazon driver? These guys park in the middle of the street. Busy streets. They don't go to the side street and get out and bring their package up. They park right on the street, 22nd Avenue. I, I go to I go down to work every day, go past it. They're on the street. There's a light flashing. You go, oh, is it an ambulance? No, it's an Amazon truck. Well, why don't you go down to 16th Street, make a right, park on the side, and walk up. They park right on the street. They don't use a blinker. Oh. I think you have to fail every driving test. To be Amazon driver. Well, you think that they just think that they're that it? Because they're, they're, it. It. they're it. They're it. They're it. Right, but they <laughs> stop right in the middle of the street. <laughs> and on that note, Whitney Johnson, anything you need to plug? Anything, Whitney, or no? no. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I love it. Thank no. you, Jaybird. Hey, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're a good man. Uh, 
you keep keep on rocking, keep on rolling. The city of Tampa Bay or the area of Tampa Bay loves you. Everywhere I go, people mention you and how you're doing. And then I say uh, it, uh, it's an honor to be his friend. So thank you so much. Jay Bird, you are the man. All righty. Thank you, Widman. There will be a part three. No doubt about that. All right. Like I said, I'm ready for some football. I love the pageantry of college football. I do. It's here. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy the baseball races as well. But uh, I'm all about football. Again, I have a separate podcast from this one. It's 24 hours before every Buccaneer kickoff. It's called Bucks Kickoff. 24 hours before every Bucks game. It's exclusively on JoeBucksFan.com. I'm over at the facility a lot. What I see, what I hear. Uh, always try to bring on a guest, give a little expertise, and uh, study the opponent. And again, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. So it's before every Buccaneer game, Bucks kickoff, 24 hours before kickoff. And again, that's on JoeBucksFan.com. As far as the rock stops here, all righty, I got my buddy, Ian Beckles. Now, Ian Beckles for next week, unless something breaks that's humongous, uh, I was able to do it. It was quite an experience. Ian Beckles played in the NFL. If you're if you're under the radio influence family, you certainly know Ian Beckles. If you live in Tampa Bay, you know him. He's on Afternoon Drive, the Beckles and Retcher show on 620 WDA, 95.3 FM. He was for years with Ron Diaz, a legend, Ron and Ron, and then Ron Diaz. So he and Ron and Ian for years. But he's so much more, man. Than just you know talk radio, but it was an experience. I went to his dignitary cafe, and uh, it was quite an experience. So <laughs> uh, let me see. Until next week. Hope you had a great one, Jay Bird. Great, 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 great stories. Enjoy each day. Enjoy each day. Really, try to enjoy each day. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Come on, come on now, come on. All right, I'll talk to you next week on the Rock Stops. Yeah.